Hey everybody, this is Chad. Before we get started, wanted to just remind everybody in the San Antonio and Houston area, I will be there this week. So San Antonio is actually tomorrow if you're listening on Monday. It's already tomorrow, Tuesday. And then Wednesday and Thursday, I will be Houston at the Improv. San Antonio is LOL. Also, Robert Burrill, a friend of both Cy and I, has a new album coming out. It's out. I think it's out. Friday. It was out. Get it. You can already get it. It's very funny. Get it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, thanks for coming back. This is so great. I got one of those ring lights for my laptop so I look pretty and it wakes my brain up and makes me think it's sunny outside. This is so great. We're going to have a great time. Across from me, as always, is Cyrus Amundsen. Hi, Chad. Yeah, it gives you a little bit of that spring. What am I? What is this voice I started with? I came in hard with. <laughs> I don't know. You sound like you're with, introducing like, a prize on The Price is Right or something. Yeah, I feel like a, a baseball play-by-play guy who got a radio show. Like, that's right, Chad. At second base today will be Skip Jurgens. You're like, okay, <laughs> this guy is. I'm not going to listen to this show at all. Hello, I'm here. Hi. Nice to have you. Uh, you're probably going to hear my dog eating a bone because no matter where I put it in the house, he comes back and sits right behind me. I've decided to not go to my office today because, A, it's so fucking hot in there because someone in the basement, as you know, we've discussed this, is cold. And so they turn the heat on and heat rises and that goes up to the to the ceiling. I don't sure. know if heat rises, but I did see a meme on Facebook declaring it so. So I here's can Let I me something? tell you something. If heat rises, why's the devil in hell below the earth? Come oh, on, yeah, Chad. Good good, Come good, on, Chad. Good, pretty good logic. They don't say they don't say, Hey, you keep sinning like that, you're gonna go up to hell. That ain't how it works. Ain't no escalator to hell, Chad. Now I will tell you. That's a good song. That's a good Skeet. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that's a great Skeet McGraw song. No, no escalator up to hell. You keep on acting that way, you'll be on an escalator to hell. I have not been on my Skeet McGraw game in months. Yeah, I, it makes me wish that I could go back and not encourage you to do that just for your sake. It's on his album uh, called A Mall of Sin. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a food delivery service? Like one of the, hey, we brought you a meal to make or... No, it's a different one. They come to your door and they knock on your door. And I'm not going to say it by name because the majority of the time I love this company. Sure. But I have a driver. Far forbid who... us to put a company on blast. Yeah, I know. No, I know. But listen, I got this ring light in my face and I'm just so jovial. Sure. I don't dare talk about people specifically. But I will talk about this driver. So he comes around and uh, he parks and I don't see him leave the truck. I don't see him. He sits in there. I don't know if he's napping. I don't know what the deal is. And then also 
he'll come to the house and I'll say they have a lot of things. They have meats, they have meals, they have lots of ice cream. It's mostly ice cream I think this this company's known for. Okay. And so I'll say some things like, uh, hey, do you have this? Well, I'm just kidding. Do you have a golden nugget bar? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I won't say the name of the company, but God damn it, I will tell you what my favorite thing is. And I'll say, do you have a gold nugget bar? And he'll be like, oh, man, we're out of that. I go, oh, how about the chocolate ice cream with the peanut butter ribbons with the peanut butter cups that I like to I like to suck and I like to spit in a separate side of the bowl so I have nothing but peanut butter cups to end my day with? And he's like, sure. oh, we're out of that. And I go, what are you doing when you park, dude? Are you just eating all the good shit? Because guess what then happens? I go, hey, do you have any chicken breasts? And he's like, yep, how many bags would you like? I'm like, fucking zero. I asked you for ice cream, and now you're offering me chicken breasts. How did this work? Are you working with the co-host of the podcast, Cy Amundsen, to get me healthier? Are you working with my children so I won't bitch about my tits anymore? Who are you, and who do you really work for? It's actually just a truck full of unsalted broccoli, Chad, and here you go. Fuck that apparently the radio announcer the baseball announcer also drives the truck (laughs) when we were growing up uh my folks owned a resort that they ran in the summertime yep and so we had multiple food delivery services and uh we had a we had a, a schwann's man we had a tombstone man uh, oh, yeah. And we had, uh, you know, we had, I believe we had a candy guy, which... If I was a tombstone man, if that was my title, if you don't think I would say I'll be a huckleberry to every single person that I ever came in contact with, you're crazy. Yeah, that's, I mean, that was before emails, but that's your email sign, sign off, right? That's your email Absolutely. signature. Yeah, one, yeah 100%. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of those food delivery services, but I need to... I'm not even in a place to discuss that. I need to run you through the events of recent for me. Please do. And I know I, as a therapist has told me, I use theatrical language, which is a very mean way to describe how I handle stress. But so I understand that. But even in knowing that, this is probably the most roller coaster car ride I've ever been on. Okay. So it's a nice day out. Yep. Wouldn't know. It was really nice. Mid-60s. It's sunny. When was this? In the summer? This past weekend. Jesus Christ. Okay. So I am driving home, and I take a road called 71. Big yeah. big road. In- interstate? Interstate? I think so, probably. I do. I, I guarantee it is. How do you not know that when you live there? And I know it, but it is, yeah. So, I mean, maybe you and my therapist should team up and just bully me into changing. So I, was it? Was well, it, just no stuff. Okay, I understand. So I am on <laughs> Interstate Highway 71. Okay. And I live out kind of, out on the outskirts of the suburbs of Cincinnati. Yep. And... Here's how my get home situation works. There's an exit, and if you miss that exit, you do not, it's like, hey, you're going to Michigan now. There isn't, (laughs) 
Like, if you fuck that exit up. You are theatrical. You're not even close to going to Michigan. There are so many exits. I don't know if you remember. I had to drive to your house, so I know all about it. I had to drive there to stand in your garage. If you miss the exit to my home on 71, I hope you brought a sleeping bag and you can find a KOA because this is going to be an overnight trip. That's more like it. Okay. So another thing you need to know is Jenna and I have a different car. I'm not going to call it a new car because uh, I don't think anyone on the planet is buying new cars. It's a different car. The Honda Civic that my wife and I drive. Uh-huh. Jenna has her phone programmed Bluetooth or whatever to the car. So when, when, when the okay. car is turned on, it recognizes her phone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I think she programmed the car to not accept my phone. Because the only way yeah. that I can get my things on the car with my phone is by plugging the auxiliary cord in. Okay. So what I always do before I get in the car is, before I even turn the car on, I plug my phone in. So when I turn on, my phone is already going. Because Jenna, fun fact, she likes to listen to books on tape and also is nearly deaf. So I don't know if you've ever turned a car on and just had an author screaming their art at you in a tiny Honda Civic. It's horrific. And if Mm -hmm. she's in the house, her phone is within range. So I plug my phone in and I go, okay? Yeah, my kids and I do this thing where we will go start each other's car and then crank everything, the fan, the heat, the radio, and turn windshield wipers on high because it's a real blast to your system. It's like a finger in the bee right when you turn the car on and everything's going at once. So I have experienced something similar to that. Yeah, that sounds like a horrifically fun thing you and your kids do. So Mm -hmm. I generally listen to podcasts or I'll do like streaming radio on my phone. So that is that is what my drives normally are. So I am on my way home on 71, which is an interstate. I get a text from Jenna. And normally when I get a text, I go, hey, Siri, read it to me. And then I can respond back, which is why when I text you, I sound like an alien pretending to be a human being. Yeah, it's not it's never great. But it's it's I, I can get through it. I can get through it. So for some reason, Siri is not accepting that process and Jen and I we were waiting on like some important paperwork for something so I knew I had to see it so I you know I broke the rules and the law and I'm like all right I'm going to just read a text quick and then I'll set it back down so I unplug my phone and I look at the text and I set it back down and seriously I haven't used the radio in this car since we lived in Minnesota so the station that we I would listen to in Minnesota that equivalent in Cincinnati is an 80s station. Okay. And moments after I disconnected my phone, I start hearing Denise Williams, let's hear it for the boy, start playing. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That. That's where mm-hmm. that opening riff. And I'm like, less than 30 seconds later, flying down 71, sunshine. Yeah shining <laughs> and i am ripping let's hear it for the boy just oh hell yeah i'm having the time of my life now i have become so invested in this moment because it's a nice moment that i am not paying attention to the rules of interstate highway 71 <laughs> and i notice in time but not with a lot of time and i am in the second lane over so i've got to get one lane over and then the exit 
and I need to shift over. There's pretty decent traffic in front and behind. And then next to me is an adult man driving a Mazda Miata. Yeah. It's a convertible Mazda Miata. Mm-hmm. And he like does the like he's doing the pace car thing with me where I can, like I speed up, he speeds up. I slow down, I slow yeah. down. I've had my turn signal down, I'm pointing at him, I'm doing all this thing. And this I mean, well let's just let's just talk about it first. You're an adult man in a Mazda Miata. I hope you're dropping this off at your daughter's house. I don't know. Yeah, that's a choice. Yeah, that's I, a choice that he made. Yeah, it's, are you, you're obviously, you have, you, have, you have a weird penis, obviously. This man has, uh, it's, he has to have a shockingly weird penis and also not enough money to have a Porsche. So he wanted something Porsche-esque, you know? Yeah. And it's got to have the flash. It's got to have a top that comes down so you can see who the guy is. See, that's the hardest burn about the Miata is everyone thinks the convertible part is cool, but you're actually showing people what you look like. It's a real fuck. It's a real fuck job. And this this bummer of a person with, you know, obviously a phantom of the opera penis is not letting, like he is not, in, and we, he notices. I've now, we are now pace, pace, and I am looking at him and I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm talking to him as if he can hear me. All my windows are up. And I'm like, hey, can you just, I'm just looking at him. Like, can you get over? Could you please, I'm trying to, I need to exit. My exit is like, it's getting dangerously close, Mm -hmm. right? And he's just shaking his head at me. And through the the building (laughs) rage, I did notice he was also wearing a hat that I am quite certain said life is good, but the two O's were golf balls. Yeah, they were. So to recap, middle-aged man, the sort of penis you could only buy at like Chernobyl, Mazda Miata, life is good, two golf balls. And the L, I'm assuming, was his putter. So he, <laughs> now I'm at the point where I, I like lose it. And so I'm like screaming at him. and But I still have the window up. And then he gives me the finger and, wow. and not like the, like the finger and keep going, like the, just like finger and look at me. Like you're like, oh, this dad has nothing to lose. This is a guy who, you know, he got uninvited from a kid's birthday party or a grandson's birthday. He's, he's, he's at a breaking point here. So, you know, I, sh- I need to play cool. But I'm like fucking losing it because now I'm, I'm missing my exit. It's happening. We're passing the exit. And I'm like shouting at him and he's giving me a finger. And I had this like, I didn't have it in the moment. But now to think back on it, anyone else who would have seen that scene would have seen a middle-aged man with the top down in a Miata preventing a younger man in a Honda Civic who was ripping Denise Williams, let's hear it for the boy, <laughs> and just screaming and middle fingers. It's a very funny scene. It, it really feels like your dad asked you to mow the lawn. And you were like, not yet. I need to go 10 miles down 71 to grab some stuff. And then he's finally like, fuck you, kid. And he gets in his Miata, grabs his life is good hat, takes off. And he's like, I know exactly where you're headed, son. And he refuses to let you over. This is the scene that I'm picturing. If I'm seeing this, that's exactly what I think. So he, I eventually just slow down and let him drive off. I make the... 15-year journey to the next exit. 
I'm on the side of your therapist. And the exit is at best industrial. There's like a water park, I guess. There's like okay. a landscaping company. And as I'm getting off on the exit, I get a call from Jenna. And we are, the paperwork that we were waiting for is absolute like it's ready. So it needs to be signed okay. and it needs to be signed right away. So, you know, we have DocuSign. We can, you can go into your email. You've done that, right? Yep, yep. So she wants me to pull over and sign it. But there's nowhere in this very industrial area to pull over right away. It's just like if you pull over here, a teenager who's texting is like for sure going to hit you. That's, uh-huh. This is not a safe area at all. So I drive for a bit. I finally, I find this neighborhood. And at this point, I'm like fuming because I had to go further. I couldn't just get back on the exit and turn around. I've now ventured off even further away from my home to go find a safe spot to sign this piece of information. I don't know why I'm, I don't know why I'm being so cryptic about uh, <laughs> the signature. Anyway, I finally find a neighborhood. Let me see if I can properly paint the picture for you. Okay. I'm driving straight. You turn right into the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And you go a couple blocks down, and then it curves. Okay. And then it goes straight for a little while for like four houses, and then it curves back up for a couple blocks. So it's like a U. Sounds like that guy's dick in the Miata. <laughs> so I, but you understand it's like three-fourths of a box. There's houses on three-fourths of a box. So I... I pull in. There's not really a great spot on the first side. So I get down to the the base, the U or the L or whatever it is, that area. Okay. And I just, I park right there. I pull the phone out and I am filling out this email, just kind of trying to take it down because I'm just mad and, and, and just trying to be a person. And the 80s station is still on. And do you remember the song, <laughs> She Drives Me Crazy? I think it was by the Fine Young Cannibals. Fine Young Cannibals. Right. She drives me crazy. Yeah, fantastic. I can't believe you didn't do the ooh-ooh part, but I... <laughs> and I can't help myself. So I... That song is playing, but I'm not thinking anything of it. And I just like... I take this kind of deep... I'm, I'm like in the middle of signing the document. And I kind of take this deep breath and I look up. And Chad, <laughs> coming around the corner with no context, is a pretty thick, chunky adult man. Okay. Walking, driving? Who neither. <laughs> Before you even get going, I hope he's on one of those mobile elliptical machines, because that would blow my fucking mind right now. He is in regular human work clothes, like khakis, belt, polo, and not athletic shoes. And he comes around the corner s- sprinting. Yes. That's okay. I like oh, this too. It's, you're not, we're, Chad, we're at the 15% mark of this event. <laughs> in front of him, also sprinting, is a little border collie dog. And he has a leash. So what I see is a border collie and a man who's not dressed for it in full on as fast as you can sprint. And they come around the corner. They run by the car. 
and then they disappear around the other corner. And I'm like, what the fuck was... And before I can even say was that, I'm like, what the fuck? Here comes a kid, also chubby, full sprint with another border collie. (laughs) And he goes sprinting by, and then he disappears. And I'm like... What is happening? And it's all set to find young cannibals. She drives me crazy. <laughs> At this point, do you think you just saw time work backwards like a Benjamin Button situation? Yeah, I, I would never. Part of me is like, you got to find out what's happening here. But you don't want to ask in that situation. You don't right, want to like, yeah. stop someone and be like, hey, what's up with the dad and son who sprint with the collies? And like, oh, they, they were murdered 28 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know? That you don't want, they were, they were running from a serial killer. Like you don't, that's, I don't want to ask that question, but I sit there for like, it wasn't that long, but I was like, I'm just like flabbergasted, kind of filling out this paperwork. And then here comes the, I assume dad and son, here he comes back again, full sprint, border collies. No, 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 no going back the other way. So he oh, ran, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He ran yep, past yep. my car and then he ran back. And then a few moments later, here comes his son and second border collie. And then they <laughs> disappear around the corner from whence they came. And I, I did eventually drive around the corner. I was like, I couldn't figure out where they were from. I don't know if this is like, the dad's like, if you want to be a real man, you won't be a real man until you beat me in a border collie race. I don't know. Yes. I have no idea what happened, but I do think it's possible that there was some sort of intervention there that was like, okay, Sai is going to maybe just die of anger in this vehicle. Yeah. What can we do to lighten that up? What about a father and son border collie sprint? It was the funniest thing, the, the weirdest 15 minutes I've had in forever, but one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Because I, I can't, I know I use theatrical language, but I can't emphasize enough how fast these guys were going. And I don't mean like they were running a 4-4-4. Four, four, four. I think they were at their top speed. Like they were running at a pace that only indicates there is a war happening behind me yeah, that yeah. I do not wish to be involved in. So for just a second, were you nervous when you saw the kid come running too? Like what was going to come behind the kid? Were you on high alert? I was nervous when the dad came running because my first instinct, I'm one of those people, if I see somebody running, I generally am like, well, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like I'm a... <laughs> I'm never like, gee, I wonder why that person's terror sprinting away from here. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm always, but I, it all happened in such weird succession. And they were only disappeared from me for, it couldn't have been more than a minute before they ripped back around that I don't think I even processed what was going to happen next. And I think when they ran back to their home, I was like, okay, this is, they're not escaping, I guess. I don't know. I do. I have no idea. My my hope is that nobody ever drives around that little horseshoe except for the people that live there. So when they spot, the kid stands with his forehead against the window all day. And then finally he sees a car that's a little foreign that he doesn't see very often. He goes, Dad, someone's here. And they get the dogs and they have this planned out just to scare the shit out of you. And then they, they just get out of your sight and they sit there for a minute and rest 
until they have enough strength to speed back. That's what I hope happens. I'd like to think I would do that. I, I mean, it could have been homeschool gym class. <laughs> <laughs> when, you were, when you were just describing what you thought it was, that popped into my brain. And I, my brain was like, don't say it's I. Because anytime, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever gone to war with the homeschoolers. That is a tough battle, man. That's not, and they are an aggressive group. And I don't respect them. And I can't back down. So once I open that, like, once I yeah. open the homeschool jokes box. I don't know a ton about homeschool students other than uh, a comedian that was in Minneapolis for several years. And uh, not, a, not a great representation. And then also, I was in St. Charles, Illinois once at a, at a resort where they had a comedy club. It was a mm-hmm. Zanies. And I was pretty hungover after the first night. And so I went down to get a sandwich. And there was a homeschool convention there. And this little kid turned around and he goes, hi, nice to meet you. It's a pleasure. And I was like, nope. Stuck his hand out to shake my hand. I was like, no chance, dude. Why can't you be a kid like other kids instead of an adult in a kid's body? That's creeping me out right now. So I went back to my room without a sandwich and I just sat there hungry because I didn't dare go downstairs. Good afternoon, adult, sir. May I exchange pleasantries with you? Oh, is this when you turn into children of the corn? Great. Now is where we hold sweaty hands. I'm a boy. Yeah, dude, it's... (laughs) I have a story. He wasn't in a Miata, so it is very similar. Well, I got the finger a whole bunch. I got the finger and an out-the-window jack-off motion. Somebody gave that to you? So, yeah, so I'm driving. Can I tell you before you start? I'm on his side. That's very funny. Just wait. Okay. So I'm driving. I'm leaving Minneapolis because I had, uh, whatever, driving home. (laughs) And I I like to drive pretty fast once I get out of the metro. Okay. I drive at a nice, easy, I'm going to say about 85 miles per hour. (laughs) When When the road conditions allow for it. And there's not a ton of traffic where I don't ride people's asses anymore. I'm conscious of that. But when it's open roads, I like to go. And so I was cruising. And then I see this pickup truck that is in the left lane. And it's passing a semi-truck. And it is taking kind of a while, right? Okay. So way too fucking long. Not even kind of a while. Just way too fucking long. So I flash my brights a little bit just to let them know, hey, there's a car back here. Because he has... Two big, humongous tires in the back of his pickup, I'm assuming for weight, so he doesn't slide around in the winter. Sure. Because there are snow on these tires. So, you know, it's not like he was transporting them. They were in there for a while. Yeah. It's a tan truck. I tell you all of this because I'm putting out an APB on this motherfucker, and you'll just, you'll know why in a little bit. <laughs> okay. So if anybody knows this bitch, he's got uh, black stringy hair. He's got a baseball cap that is very, very bent. And uh, he loves to put his hand out the window and do a jack-off motion. It, but says, but, it says life is good, but the O's are just skull cans. <laughs> so I'm driving behind him. I'm having a great day. I'm not upset. I flash my brights just to let him know there's a person back here. So you have to either slow down and go behind the truck or speed up. Because this is, number one, that's dangerous anyways. If you slide a little bit, you're going to hit the truck. Yeah. So he goes forward. I go again, and he was going, I'm going to say, 72 miles per hour, let's just say. Sure. So I take off. I start going again, open road. Now he is right behind me, and he's very close to me, where I Mm -hmm. can't see 
his bumper in my rear view mirror. Okay. I drive an SUV, so I'm a little higher up, but I couldn't see his bumper. So he's pretty close. And so I move over thinking, well, maybe he wants to fucking go. Mm -hmm. And then he comes over behind me and I have to pass another car. So I'm in the left lane again and he is on me again. So I just take my foot off the gas and I slow down and I let him know like, dude, I'm not fucking doing this. Sure. So I take off. Now he passes me and he's flipping me off, screaming at me. And I'm like, what is happening? I mean, I wasn't riding his ass. I flashed my brights. Just I thought it was a gentleman's move. It wasn't like, you know, you can take it however you want. He sure. probably took it as get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. So he flips me off and I'm like, nope. So then I just take <laughs> off. I'm not I'm not going to deal with this shit. Oh, you, you mean nope. You're just not going to engage. Yep. So I'm driving my normal speed. All of a sudden, here he comes again in my rearview mirror. And he must be flying because I'm going 85 and he's catching me. He goes around me again, flips me off, is screaming at me, fakes, throws something out the window. I'm like, what's going on? So I point at him. Now I'm done. This is getting dangerous and now I'm done. So I point at him and I point to the side of the road and I pull over. And then he keeps going. And so I'm like, all right, dude, I get it. So I go, and now I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drive 75, and just now there's space between us, no big deal. Sure. Well, I come upon this motherfucker going 60 miles per hour waiting for me. And so I'm like, what is going on? Why? He could have pulled I over. I don't know. I don't know. So I pull over behind him, and I'm just going slowly. He takes the exit, and I go, thank God we're done. So I take off again. Well, he just took the exit to go over the road to get back on the interstate, so now he's behind me and he's on my ass again. And I'm just thinking like, what is even happening? So I pull over again, still nothing. He takes off. And now, now I think we're done finally. And uh, I see that he has pulled over into a, into a rest stop, a rest sure. area. Mm -hmm. And I think, did this gentleman see me with my nice new sunglasses? And was he actually giving me the jack-off motion to be like, meet me at the rest area for a handy? Because I had no idea. But I will tell you this. I was so pissed off at this time. I saw his truck yeah. with the two tires or the three tires in the back. And I was like, well, fuck him. So I, I pulled over on the how you get back onto the interstate. And I was going to reverse back up the on-ramp to get into this rest area. I was so mad. And then a semi truck came down the thing and I was like, well, that's it for me. And so then I left. But dude, I'm telling you, APB, if anybody knows this dude, again, love to fight for charity, love to get a hold of him, love to know what his thought process was, love to just sit down and chat, have a coffee, anything. Because what a nerd. You're fuck, what are you doing on the highway? We call that, Chad, you are in search of closure. And I. I got to tell you, there's very few things I would enjoy more than a Chad versus road rage guy for charity fight. I'm not a big boxing, UFC, yeah. MMA. I don't like watching people get hit, but that's a fight that I am going to promote and support on a, a yeah. really high level. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you will. And here's the problem I have. I would step in a ring with that guy, you know, a month later and be like, what are we doing in here? But in the moment, if we could have just set up a, a, a an octagon or whatever, mm -hmm. two men enter, one man leaves. 
that would have been the perfect thing because I was so pissed off. It's like, you're faking throwing shit at me out your window? We're, dr we're on the fucking interstate, you weirdo. It's also a weird psyche. Very rarely do you see somebody that's that intensely angry and that yeah. intensely aggressive that isn't willing to take it beyond the confines of the road. The fact that you pulled over and he didn't multiple times, that's a very, there's a very odd psychology going on with this guy who I also assume has a, you know, mutant penis. I did think for a second, I'm like, oh, he's waiting for me because he finally loaded his gun. Oh, yeah, that's... I. I did That's have probably that, what everybody thought. listening was thinking, and I'm not smart <laughs> enough to get even close to there. I, I really did for just a second think that because, uh, you know, clearly good guy with a gun, uh, just making sure that a guy in a mom's SUV doesn't cause any trouble on the interstate. Yeah, he, I, I always forget when, we, when you get close to those like, hey, oh, yeah, he, humans have guns, maybe... Maybe dial it down a notch. Maybe, who knows? <laughs> like, if, you, if you're at the point where you're in your 50s driving a Mazda Miata, I, I'm not going to confidently predict anything you're willing to do. Yeah, no shit. And so, because I was having the best time ever. I really was having a fantastic time driving home. It was blue sky energy. I was listening to tunes. I also plug my phone into an auxiliary cord. Sure. I could set it up with Bluetooth because I don't really have anyone else that's going to hijack it. Sure. But I also don't like talking on my phone and then going, I can't hear you. What's going on? Can you hear me? And then I walk outside and I can hear it coming out of my car because it's still somehow attached. Sure. And so not, not a big fan of that. My neighbors are hearing my phone calls and shit. But I was, I was, it was a great day because the night before I had left my phone in a lift. Oh, interesting. I took a lift. I, healed, I pulled a huge bitch move. Lift with a Y. I took a lift for three blocks because it was pouring rain. Okay. And I just didn't want to be wet all night. I mean, it was really pouring, pouring rain. And even looking to cross the street was a puddle. So I'm like, man. So I even messaged the, the lift driver. I'm like, can you get as close to the hotel as possible? <laughs> And so he comes in and immediately I go, here's the deal. I know this sucks. We're only going three blocks. So I go, here's 20 bucks cash tip just for your trouble because I really appreciate you doing this. And he's like, oh, you're going to work. And I go, yep, I work over there. And he goes, where do you work? And I go, in this basement right here, there's a bar and a restaurant. But it was a comedy club. Of course. Right? And you're, you're hedging away from that pretty hard. Yeah, but I, but I am working in the basement where there is a restaurant and a, and a bar. Sure. So that's sure, sure, absolutely sure. true. And so I get out, go in the green room, and immediately realize I've forgotten my phone. And Fritz, friend of the show, Fritz Nothnagel from Chicago, he starts calling my phone and doesn't let up. And I go in now because I initially went on his phone to try to get on the app and figure it out. Sure. And it was like, oh, you, le you left your phone in our lift? No problem. Here's how you get into your account. We're just going to send your we're going to send a notification to your phone that's in our fucking lift. And it's like, oh, sweet system lift is the Y in lift the for the U in fuck you because it should be. I couldn't get so I, then I go on Google. I'm trying to get onto my Google account in the office of the comedy club, and I can't even get on that because it goes, "You're signing in from a device we don't recognize. Let me send your phone a confirmation code." It's like your phone is so fucking important, and it's in the lift. 
And so finally, Fritz is getting off stage. I'm passing him to go on stage. And he goes, just so you know, your phone is on the way. I got a hold of him before I came on stage. And he had a bunch of drop-offs to make, but he will be here. And I was like, that's incredible. Wow. So I get off stage and I'm like, were you serious about that? And he pointed over to the guy has been waiting for 15 minutes. He brought my phone back to the club. Wow. He came down. He waited. And he was standing right by my poster. And he goes, you forgot to tell me you were the comedian tonight. And I go, well, I was one of the comedians tonight, to be fair. And he goes, I want you to know that when you tipped me that $20 bill, it really made me feel like you were a good guy. And I thought I had to bring your phone back. And I'm like, well, that's nice. I mean, kind of nice if you would bring your phone back to anyone. But also (laughs) nice that this tip got him thinking I was a nice guy, pulled the wool over one more person's eyes. So then I go, here's the deal. Because I was thinking I was going to have to go to the AT&T store. Yes, I still have AT&T where you don't get service on major fucking interstates, including 71 in Ohio. Also, real quick, do you want to just tell people what your email address ends in? Nope. And so (laughs) I... uh, I'm on AT&T. I, I, I have to go in there. I'm going to have to get a phone. I'm going to have to get everything from the cloud. I don't know how much shit is on the cloud. I always lose my voice memos when I transfer phones. And mm-hmm. that's where all my sets Damn are that I want to listen to. Yep. And so I go, hey, man. And I, I, I hand him a 50. and he Because I've been doing really well on T-shirts that week. I hand him a 50. And he goes, that guy over there said you were the headliner. And I was like, sick ass move, dude, another 50. And he gives me my phone. I'm like, all right, I see what's happening here. <laughs> You're not waiting around to whatever. You saw the, the, what do they call the head of a river? Like where the Mississippi starts, you know, you, you saw that version of money and we're like, you know what? I think I'll wait for him to finish his set and give him his entire oh, yeah. life back to his face. It was so fun. I know, yeah. But, I mean, I'm so thankful he did. And then afterwards he goes, picture? And I go, I had just held out my hand, and then he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. I, I was just kidding. I wish he wouldn't have walked away because I totally would have done it. been a great picture. Just because of the story. But, uh, yeah, he split. There's this thing that's happening. It's fun to hear. That's great customer service. Yes. And I, I'm going to sound like a really, like a get off my lawn guy. And I don't have anywhere to go with this. I'm just curious if you've noticed it. The service, like almost the whole world right now. And I think COVID created this ultimate demand for things, you know, and, sure. a, and a short supply for things that, especially in like, hey, I need, I need lumber. I need to build housing. I need an appointment at a bank, anything. Everything's in short yeah. supply. So everything's always booked and it's booked way out. And it's interesting to watch all these companies and businesses and business people when they realize that they have work no matter what, how they treat people. Because I don't know if you've noticed right. in the last six months to a year, a pretty giant fuck you attitude from people like, hey, guess what? I actually have work for the next three months, so go fuck yourself. I don't care about your feelings. Like so many other industries, people in business, I feel, are starting to act like airlines act all the time. Like, hey, you need this, so fucking suck it. Yeah, and it's also it's been a huge built-in excuse for Ugh. people. Yeah, because I re- I remember when people were crying COVID, and it's like, what? Well, COVID doesn't have anything to do with your business. Yeah, there's no chance. I mean. When I when a joke bombs now, 
I've been going, oh, you didn't like that punchline? Well, guess what? Supply chain. Because if if everyone else gets to use that as an excuse, I'm also going to use it as an excuse. It's insanity. And the, the my least favorite is you call in to customer service and they're like, could you please bear with us? The pandemic has caused a shortened staff situation and our wait times are longer than normal. You're like, really? Three years later, it's still causing that situation? How about you just tell me you want me to use your shitty website that's impossible and you didn't hire anybody back. Don't lie to me and use the pandemic as an excuse. Yeah, I have noticed though restaurants truly are having a staff shortage. Yeah, oh yeah, oh there's a staff shortage all over the place, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't think when they're saying like, oh, we, we don't have as many people here as we did before, I think that might be true because people realize like, I don't wanna answer phones and listen to fucking complaints. I'm gonna go work construction where one human being yells at me and I know where he lives. So he doesn't yell at me that hard. I'm just seeing it across all industries is what I'm saying. It's like the guy yeah, at the bank brutal. was an asshole to me. The person who we wanted, the first person we talked to to try to fix our bathroom was an asshole to me. The, everybody's an asshole. And Chad, it's just, it's building this rage in me and it makes me want to buy a fucking Mazda Miata and completely prevent somebody young from getting onto their exit.
Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.